Welcome to the Tax Sale Podcast, where tax sale investing is made easy. My name is Casey Denman. I'm a tax sale veteran. I am the leading tax sale expert. I'm the author of the Tax Sale Playbook, founder of the Tax Sale Academy, and I'm your host right here on the Tax Sale Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. This podcast is available on a number of different platforms, including Spotify, Spotify Video, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else quality podcasts can be found. So make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting or video platform. Today we're talking about tax sales and title searches. Now before we get to today's episode, I do want to ask one very special favor that won't cost you a single penny. So I do everything that my schedule allows to provide as much completely free trainings on the tax sale business as possible to everybody that I can. I've been doing that for a decade now. That's nearly a thousand videos, hundreds of podcasts, and dozens of questions that I answer every single day. So if you enjoy this podcast and you enjoy those trainings, I would love for you to take just a few seconds out of your day and leave us some positive feedback on whatever podcasting or video platform that you're listening to or watching us on right now. That feedback really helps us in the algorithms and ultimately it helps to motivate us to produce additional trainings for you. So let's talk about tax cell title searches. This is a topic that could have a major impact on you as an investor. So first off, what in the world even is a title search? The definition is an examination of public records to determine and confirm a property's legal ownership. Let's dig in a little bit deeper. So in real estate, we have what is known as a chain of title. That's the ownership history of a piece of real estate. So imagine you have owner number one as the first part of the chain, owner number two as the second part of the chain, and he goes so on and so forth. That's a chain of title in its very simplest form. Now, most chains of titles are a little bit more complex than that. We have mortgages, liens, judgments, satisfactions, and countless other things that we will call attachments to this chain of title. Now, a title search examines all of the owner and attachment history to determine if the title is clean and who the interested parties are. In other words, who is interested in that property should it be sold, like the mortgage company that wants their money back if the owner sells that property. Now, a title search is a very, very normal process that is typically handled by an attorney or a title company during an open market transaction. If you've bought or sold real estate through a realtor or used an attorney or title company, more than likely there's a title search performed on that property whether you realized it or not. Okay, so why does a title search help us as a tax sell investor? We have two primary reasons. The first is to determine if there'll be any outstanding liens upon purchase. So as you likely know, most liens are extinguished through the tax foreclosure process, but there are some that might remain, and there are others that might remain in certain states. Generally speaking, though, the liens that remain will be your governmental liens for things such as code enforcement issues. Now, our title search will discover these, and then we can look at those liens to make the calculations if daily fines or interest will apply, and then we can determine if we still want to invest in that property or not. That's number one. Number two is to be able to compare any interested parties in that chain of title to the tax sale notifications. So what this means 
is that in most states, the private party liens are extinguished. In other words, they don't stick with that property if, and that's in capital letters, if they were notified properly in accordance to that specific state's laws. In other words, there's a chance that they could claim they did not receive that notice. And then the sale might be overturned in a few states. And again, every state is a little bit different with what's required and how lenient they are if those notices are not received. So make sure you check your state's laws. So what we can do is we can check county records for outstanding private party liens, such as mechanic liens or mortgages. We can compare those to the notices that were filed in the tax sale file for the property that you are interested in. And then we can determine whether or not they receive those state required notices. So that's our second reason. And then of course, a third reason, kind of an ancillary reason, is simply to allow us to take a look at the history of the property for documents such as a notice of commencement. Maybe there was a remodel performed, or maybe a tree fell through the house and had to rebuild it. We'd also find documents such as insurance claims for like sinkholes perhaps, and that kind of thing, which could be a big help when it comes to learning about the property as part of our due diligence. So by this point, many investors understand the importance of title searches. Unfortunately, a lot of new investors take the path of, well, if I need a title search, I need to hire somebody to do it for me like a title company or an attorney. And those guys absolutely love when they get these title search only orders. They can charge you 150 bucks and they don't even have to write a title insurance policy to back that title search. It's quick, easy money for them. Sure, if you're buying one or two properties or you're spending half a mil or a million bucks on something, go for it. Might be worth a $150 investment. But as most tax law investors know, you're likely gonna be interested in 20 or even 30 properties at a decent size auction and you might only win a property or two, or you might not win any. So that's a $4,500 investment into pieces of paper, into title searches. And I've even heard stories where people have spent eight or 10 grand on title searches on a whole bunch of them for an auction, and they only won a property or two. Now, if you want to hire it out, if you wanna hire that title company, you'll make that attorney rich, be my guest. There are proper ways to do it and to keep costs down if you want to pay somebody. And on a side note right here, if you Google title search or cheap title search online, guess what? Those $5 title searches you find, well, just remember that you're investing your hard earned money, likely thousands of dollars into somebody's dollar store title search, which I can assure you will be of lousy quality. So if you do decide to hire somebody, make sure you learn the proper ways to keep your costs down and still get quality searches. Anyhow, for most investors, you are fully capable of learning how to do it yourself. This will save you money and you're going to learn more about the property than a simple title search report is going to tell you anyhow. So let's talk about doing it yourself. What I want you to understand, this is a very visual process. Title searchers have significant training and I'm trying to explain all this over an audio podcast for most of you guys. I'll also be somewhat brief for time's sake. So if it doesn't all click, hopefully you at least get the foundation, the fundamentals, the basics. Then you can do a little bit more research and start to put all the pieces together as far as what does not click immediately. 
And for you Academy members, for members of the Tax Law Academy out there listening to this, of course, in our all-new Tax Title 101 training inside your dashboard, we walk you through all the steps. We have multiple training videos, screen recordings, downloaded process charts, all of that material. So I would highly suggest you log in and take a look if you are a member. All right. So in this chain of title that we just discussed, there are documents recorded against a property in the county's public or official records. This means you can go down the county, you can take a look at all of these records for any piece of real estate. Now, those records in a lot of areas are even available online. Simply go to the correct website, whether it's the Register of Deeds, the Clerk of the Court, the Recorder's Office, whoever it is in your area, and take a look at their website. And oftentimes, you'll have to simply click online search. Very, very easy. Now, it's important to note that these documents are typically not going to be searchable by simply typing in an address or a parcel number. Sure, in some areas, those search parameters might pull up some information, but you probably won't get the entire story. Instead, most of those documents are gonna be searchable by utilizing the owner's name, which can be found for the property assessor's page or through the tax sell records. Once you have the owner's name, you'll take that owner's name or even the former owner's name, depending on the process in your state, then you will search that name in public records. So for example, if you find the owner's name is Gregory Garrison, you'll search the name Gregory Garrison in official records, and it'll pull up all the properties that he is or has been associated with along with any attachments to those properties, such as mortgages, liens, that kind of stuff, or any attachments to the name Gregory Garrison. So for example, an IRS lien might not be attached directly to that property. It might not have the legal description of that property on that IRS lien, but it'll still have his name and subsequently will still be attached to that property as such. Now, what I generally prefer to do is I prefer to sort these in reverse chronological order with the most recent docs at the very top, but you can do it however works best for you. Now, if the person has owned more than one property, most of these search results will include a quick reference to the legal description, which can help you decipher which property you're looking at. If there are no references to the property or the legal description on the search results page, you're gonna to need to look at each document, read through them and find the legal description to see if it applies to the property that you are interested in. And this is very important to do when you come across common names such as John Smith. That way you can ensure you're looking at the right property. So we have all these search results, we have them sorted in chronological order and we've figured out which ones apply to the property that we are researching. The next step is to review each one of those documents, paying attention to the time where the former owner bought the property, to the time where the former owner lost the property, and everything in between. You will note any mortgages, any liens, anything like that, and then you'll see if you can match those with releases or satisfactions of those liens or mortgages. So for example, if there is a mortgage on that property from say Wells Fargo from 2015, and then three years later, 2018, you see a satisfaction of mortgage from Wells Fargo. You can look at that satisfaction of mortgage. It will likely reference that initial mortgage and it'll cancel each other out. So that would be something that would be pulled off of the title search 
and it wouldn't be a big deal. And you kind of work your way through each one of the issues and see if there's a solution, whether you have a lien and a release of lien, a mortgage and a satisfaction of mortgage, and so on and so forth, until you work your way through everything to see what is left over. And of course, depending on the circumstances, you might need to even go back multiple owners to see if there are any other issues. Now, once you've done that, once you've figured out all of the interested parties, all the liens that exist, in some states, what you'll wanna do is take a look at the tax sale file through the county and determine whether proper parties received notices. So you'll actually go to the county department that is handling the tax sale. You'll look in their file. A lot of times, again, these are available online. You'll take a look at the notices and any of those liens, any of those mortgage holders that were not previously satisfied in that chain of title will need to have received their notice in order to be canceled out. And then, of course, it goes back to what I said earlier. Some states are more lenient when notices. Some states are very strict with their notices. So make sure you understand the state that you're in and how their process works. So that's a tax sale title search in a nutshell. Again, this is one of those things that might be difficult to visualize through a podcast. I completely understand that. So my suggestion is to take all the information that I just taught you and go to the official records in your county, which you can search online, search your own name if you've ever purchased real estate there. And if you haven't, search a family member or a friend's name if they've purchased real estate, and then do the exact same thing. Do a title search on that property. Find out what the documents look like, what the abbreviations are, how they're recorded, when they were recorded. Find both old, new mortgages or liens. Locate those releases or those satisfactions of mortgages. Just familiarize yourself with the process. Once you've done one property, do another and another and another. Become familiar with how to read these documents. Become familiar with the process. Once you become more and more confident, it will be a tremendous way to save plenty of money and learn a great deal about the property. So hopefully this podcast episode will help you get started with your tax sale title searches. But as always, if you are looking for additional help, including our tax title 101 training program, along with everything else that I offer inside the tax sale Academy, you can head on over to taxsaleacademy.com to click the join button. If you want to become a member, Hey, thank you so much for listening. And we hope that you make it a successful day. Take care. We'll see you next time right here on the tax sale podcast. Bye-bye.